Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Built by Battle podcast. I'm Danny, and I got Scott with me again. What's up? And today we have Christina Chris from Kaleido. What's up, Christina? Hey, Christina, what's up? Th- thanks for joining us. Christina has been kind of a like a partner with Built by Battle for a little bit. Like you've kind of promoted us here and there, and we've kind of talked for a couple years. And um, but there's a lot of stuff that I don't really know about, like you and Kaleido and the band and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I figured we could dive into that today. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, I'm, I'm yeah. excited to be on. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. And uh, it's been wonderful to work with Built by Battle. And for sure. um, my band is uh, called Kaleido, based out of Detroit, Michigan. And we've been a band since 2012. Pound in the pavement, independent, um, just, you know, grinding it out and touring a lot. And so we released uh, our latest EP back in July of 2019. And right now we're writing a new record um, and I have a single ready to go. So that should be dropping within the next few months here. I don't have an exact release date for the single, but um, new music is uh, on the way. That's Awesome. Awesome. Do you yeah, guys uh, do you guys self release or are you are you on a, a label or anything? Yeah, we um, have our own uh, little record label, and uh, I release all of my stuff independently through that. And uh, yeah, way to do it. Yeah, I was gonna say like that's that's got a. I mean, I'm sure that obviously is the better way if you can make it work, but I'm sure that comes with its own challenges as well. Staying independent and all that, kind of doing your own thing. Oh, yeah. And I don't plan on doing that forever, but I have been successful at it uh, thus far. And yeah. so I'm really stoked for the new music to come out and uh, get back to touring once the world turns back on. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like um, your newest, the new EP uh, that came out last year, right? That was um, No Really I'm Fine. That's, that was the name of it, right? And you had Pretending on that one, correct? That was a pretty yes, good song. and oh my gosh, guess what? I have on some Built by Battle collaborative nice. <laughs> merch. And there you nice. go. This is our pretending tank top that says it's okay to not be okay. And uh, awesome. I have a little, my little pin that matched it on my jacket that I was wearing. But I guess I can show off the Built by Battle Kaleido uh, <laughs> collab. Well, uh, I'm actually wearing it, and I didn't do that on purpose. Awesome. I wear it all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, pretending was on that EP, and that was our single from that. Uh, from that was that. a really awesome song. I remember, like, like uh, when it first came out, I played the crap out of it. It was just, it was a good song. I liked the lyrics, and um, I think you guys did really well on that. The whole EP is good. You guys kind of turned it up a notch a little bit too. Like it was a little heavier in in parts, and I thought yeah. that was really cool. Like it, I don't know, I. I, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with like your earlier stuff, but like it just seemed to be cool to see your voice kind of evolve into that sort of a range too, you know, and that having that dynamic with it. I thought that was pretty cool. 
Thanks. Yes, definitely been an evolutionary process over the years with the band. We've all kind of grown together while meshing all of our eclectic influences and it's kind of right. honed a sound for us and it has gone in naturally in that heavier direction, which I'm really happy about. But it's a it's cool to go back to our first releases from 2012 and you can really hear us grow, you know, as musicians, as songwriters. And I'm most proud. I don't know if that's cliche. Obviously, my last thing that I put out, I'm like, it's my best work ever, you know? Right. Um, I'm really proud of that collection of songs because they dove a little deeper, a little darker into some subjects that I didn't feel comfortable talking about openly before. And I was able to take those experiences of mine and turn them into songs, which are now helping people that have also experienced that or are currently experiencing that in their lives. And that's like a huge part of this for me is uh, being able to help people through me the music. Right. So is that kind of like, like the vision of the band or did you guys even really have like much of a direction? Was it more just kind of like, let's see what we can do with this. I know some bands like start out very specific and some bands are just kind of like winging it. So I just didn't know where that lied with you guys. No. And the name Kaleido comes from the word kaleidoscope. Um, and the idea behind that was comparing that to the human experience, the human life, which is collecting bits and pieces and putting it together to create something beautiful. Although, you know, those pieces are broken shards of glass. They're imperfect, you mm. know, but it comes together to create something beautiful. And I think that life is a lot like that. And that's where the name of the band came from. So that's cool. naturally that process um, is shown through the, the releases that we've done, you know? So there was right. like, it's just, it's the evolution of like me, my life and sharing of experiences as I continue to learn and grow and evolve. So we just started out with a passion and love of it. And uh, just poured our heart out, hard hearts out into the songs. Right, right. That's awesome. Have you always kind of wanted to be a singer, or was like? Yes. Yeah. I have sang since I was a little kid. My mom has a paper from that she saved from school that I think I was six years old, and I said, "It said, what do you want to be when you grow up?" And it said, "A singer, musician." That's awesome. Which, funny enough, my brother. Uh, wrote on his paper, I want to be a lawyer when he was six years old. And I became a singer and a musician. And my brother is now an attorney. So <laughs> nice. we, knew what, we knew what we were here to do from an early age. That's awesome. not a secret. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I actually, yeah. No, I, um, it's kind of like, I like talking to musicians and stuff like, because I, you know, before I started Built by Battle, my whole thing was music. Like ever since I was eight years old, nine years old, that's what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I tried it. I did my whole thing and all that. It's, it's hard to find dedicated people to stay focused on like the band as more of a thing than just a reason to party and go out and like get attention. You know what I mean? Like playing shows a lot of times, like, cause I, I, in high school, I used to set up shows for a lot of local bands and stuff like that too. That's actually how I made most of my money in high school. And, um, like, it's just crazy how many people have talent, but they focus on the wrong 
the wrong parts of being in a band, which is just the the fun part of it, you know, just the, I guess, the partying side of it and not really the creation, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it's just, that's one thing that I always struggled with trying to find people to work with. I don't know. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a labor of love. Kaleido came, like, right out the gates with the mindset of this is going to be, like, my thing. This is not, this is my... This is my career. And right. we quickly, you know, from start from playing shows in the local Detroit scene, we quickly um, grew out of that and began to tour nationally. And I had been in bands before Kaleido where I can relate to what you just spoke on with like right. less of a seriousness to it, more for fun but when I formed Kaleido when we first started it we knew that we were like okay we're gonna do this for real we've all been in bands before we've done this like this time we're gonna do this right we're gonna do it for real and so we just hit the ground running our first show was sold out at the Roxy on Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood with Mickey Avalon who I had written a song and worked in the studio with him and Mark Mike Clark in Detroit and then I was playing a couple of my songs for him and he said, do you want to open for me? And at that time, it wasn't called Kaleido. And I was just Christina Chris. And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so I just put the guys, we got the guys uh, together. And I went and did that first show as Christina Chris. And right when we returned from that trip, we named it Kaleido and like really started hitting. But like right from the get-go, we were playing, you know, we were on a great platform and we made waves right away. And I think that it was like all that passion and dedication, you know, and seriousness that we had. Right. From the, right from jump. So how awesome. did you, how did you guys end up forming? Were these, were these all guys that you knew before or did you, you know, cause it sounds like you were kind of doing it as a solo artist and then branched out into a full band situation. Did you post ads or like, how did that work? No, the universe just literally chose everybody and lined them right up. It was, um, <laughs> Cody, who is the bass player, him and I were in a band called the Christina Chris Band for a few years. Um, and then that began to pretty naturally dissolve. Like people were starting to want different things, you know, and I was like full speed ahead and I knew what I wanted. And so Cody and I had known each other from that group. And then Joey, Joey Fava, who's the drummer of Kaleido, he was in a band called Robots in the Garden, which was based out of Detroit, we had all played shows in the local scene together. And then Ronnie Rosalino, um, I went to high school with, and he hit me up out of the blue right when I was going to need a guitar player. And he was like, hey, if you ever need a guitar player, and I was like, actually, I do. <laughs> wow. So it just came together like that, and we just, like, it, we hit That's it all awesome. the way. Why can't it always work out that easy? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, that was a blessing. Um, and, you know, things don't, it's, there's always going to be obstacles. But oh, yeah. I felt like the, that just kind of like fell in my lap. I asked the universe for it. But I was yeah. prepared for it. Right, right. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so speaking of shows, like what was your favorite show that you've played so far? Like even if it's not with Kaleido. Um, well, it has definitely been with Kaleido, and I don't know how I'm going to choose just one because we yeah. have been incredibly blessed to share the stages with idols of ours. Um, 
that if you would ask me when I was uh, like 13 years old, like tip me off, hey, you know, in a few years, you're going to be playing a show with this band that I'm sitting in my bedroom listening to. I would have been like, what? So I've had um, those type of experiences unfold for me, and that's been really amazing. But we've shared the stage with Kid Rock and become friends with him and um, Rob Zombie, Sammy Hagar, Bands Warp Tour for multiple years. Like, I was crazy for the Bands Warp Tour when I was a kid, little kid. Right. Like, that's one of the first concerts I ever went to, and I made friends there, and I felt like I belonged to something. And Kaleido mm -hmm. has been playing the Bands Warp Tour on and off since, like, 2013. So I'd have to say that Bands Warp Tour across the board has been the coolest thing to, if I had to pick one thing to, and I've got the opportunity to do it multiple times has been really cool. It's been a really yeah. surreal last summer. They did the very last band's warp tour and the lineup is like something out of a punk rock fantasy. Right. Like right, right. The lineup back was, to the roots. The yep. lineup was bonkers. It was like blink One Eighty Two, a day to remember. Um, Take it was a lot. It was a lot of old school bands, wasn't it? Yeah, was yeah, that? yeah. It was a lot of old school bands, like early Vans Warped Tour bands. Yeah, because it was like their last one, and they did yeah. it for right. two days in Atlantic City instead of every city. So they had changed the format for the last one. So that was one of the last really like um, life life achievement type shows that we played. It was like I'm pinching myself while I'm there. I'm like side stage watching the used which was like, yeah. save my, like, save my <laughs> life, you know, as a teenager. Right. So that was really cool. All That's right, let's awesome. flip that. What is the worst show you've ever played? <laughs> or at least one that stands out. Sheesh. Um, Just as many of those. Huh? I can't, I can't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I make the best of every day in every situation. I can't recall. I know we've had like situations um, where there's been weather that has had a, a show canceled. That's a bummer because it's completely out of your control. Right. right. There's been, um, I played a show coming home from playing Shiprocked a couple years ago. We toured back up to Detroit after playing on the Shiprocked cruise. And mm. I was so sick that I like could barely walk. And I played a show Damn. like that. And then I had to cancel the rest of the run because I was so sick. So I'd say, like, when I'm not at my best or there's some other factor that's out of my control happening, that's the worst show for me because I can't do anything about it. Right, but besides right, yeah. that, any kind of craziness can go on and I'll find a way to make the best of it. <laughs> that's the way to be. There you go. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I wanna, um, oh, go ahead. Can we, uh, I want to go back to something you said earlier about um, – the newer music the or the most recent music, I guess, and how you said you were talking about subjects that you hadn't been comfortable talking about before. Did you feel that like bringing that out and actually working through it and putting it on paper and putting it into the music helped you as much as you are hoping that it helps other people? Oh yeah. I, I think it helped me tremendously. It was writing songs is a form of therapy for me. And those, that particular collection of songs was, um, like I said, about some subjects that I didn't feel comfortable, like, really putting into the public, the public eye. I wanted right. to stay, you know, I always like to project positivity 
And these songs are not positive. I mean, there's a positive side to them, but it was a lot of negatives that caused them to come to be. Like, I lived through right. some very tough times. And the first time in my life, I had to go through some of those things. And it came out the other side in these songs. So it definitely helped me. And it still continues to help me. Every time I get a message from someone, a DM or comment, like, letting me know that the song has helped them, that continually is helping me. And uh, I just continue to grow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a theme that's come up a few times. And as we've been doing this podcast is, is that sometimes like people like to hold the stuff in and keep the negativity in. Cause, cause nobody likes to be around somebody who's negative all the time, but sometimes getting it out helps like it, it makes you feel better. And then you become more positive naturally versus forcing it. And then, I mean, people can tell the difference. So, well, and, yeah. and it's like, you know, especially when you have a platform like, like you, Christina, like to put something out there like that, when someone already kind of looks up to you and they, they can see that you are just like them, you know, like you've gone through something that, you know, maybe these people felt so alone about at one point, you know, or had been feeling like they're the only ones going through this stuff. And so they idolize these people that they feel couldn't possibly go through this bad stuff too. And then when they see that they have to, it, it kind of creates an even deeper connection and like a, a better understanding of the world and themselves. Because I think one of the biggest things like for myself, you know, I've always struggled with depression and the biggest thing is, is it gets worse for me whenever I get in my head and feel like I've got to be the only one thinking this way or the only one feeling this way, or there's something specifically wrong with me, you know, but then whenever I connect with other people or just see a post or something, you know, like it could be something tiny that completely changes my thought process on it. It makes me realize that I'm completely capable, you know, I'm c capable of, of controlling this stuff, you know, like carrying on with my life, pushing forward. And so whenever someone puts that much emotion into their music like that, and instead of being surface level, getting deeper, I, I think it's really cool because of how much it can help somebody. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So. And it is cool to talk about the good times because you wouldn't know there were good times unless you had some bad times to compare them to, right? It can't be right. all sunshine and rainbows all the time. Right. And uh, I think that turning music is just a lifesaver across the board. I, you know, it's just, I can't imagine life without it. But when you hear a song that hits you in the chest and it really like, you're, you're relating to it on this deeper level, higher level a deeper higher i mean but let's always like you feel that hair stand up on your arms you get a lump in the back of your throat yeah from the music from the words and the emotion in it like that's what it's all about for me i treasure that and i am very very lucky to do what i do and be able to create that for others i just think it's awesome that like you understand how much of an impact you can have on somebody. So like, you know, some people, whenever they're, they're putting out music and all that, they, they kind of forget that they could have either a positive or a negative impact on whoever's listening. So it's really cool for you to kind of be in touch with that and to, 
to kind of invite people into, you know, your mind through your words and all that and, and to kind of open up in hopes to not only helping yourself, but helping others as well. I think that's pretty neat. And then this, in the world that we live in today, you know, a lot of people that you would say, oh, I know them, but you've never met them in public. So your idea of them is through a screen and it's through what they choose to post in most instances. So people can choose to create a vision of their life for others. That's fully in their control. But you don't really know there's the things that they choose not to post that doesn't fit with that brand or what they want everyone to see. People are going through things and you know, it gets dark. Even when someone's life looks picture perfect to someone else. Wow. How could this person ever be depressed? I look at their Instagram, they get thousands of likes. They're in all these exotic locations. They're rich. They're hanging out with celebrities. They've got all these brands endorsing them. Wow. All these followers. You know what? That's just what you see and it gets tough. So today, especially, um, I think like my song pretending, was a cry out and it resonated with a lot of people because I'm tired of pretending I'm okay. And I'm tired of trying to make it look like my life is so amazing and awesome all the time. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. Right. And let people know, you know, it's okay. It's okay to go through things. Just, you have to stay strong, keep going, push through. And, uh, it takes the dark to see the stars. So the bad times will, uh, they can't last forever for sure agreed would you say that that's your favorite song that you've written um it's definitely one of them i also wrote a song called goodbye that was about a very very close friend of mine that passed away unexpectedly and that song is very special to me because i co-wrote it with a great friend and songwriter named ty stone and joey fava uh we wrote that together And that song has reached millions of people and put words to grief, grieving, and grief. Um, That a lot of messages have told me that people had never been able to find the words to describe what they feel. So that song um, is definitely one of my all-time favorites that I've ever written as well. Yeah, I would would actually say, I mean, like I said, I don't know a whole lot of you guys' earlier stuff, but like from what I have, listened of your music like i i always refer people to check out goodbye and now pretending since that one's been out and like those are probably my two favorite as well goodbye in my opinion is just it's so balanced like not i mean obviously the lyrics are really good but like the song as a whole like all the instrumentation everything like everything i think is just it's just a solid song you know it's not overly complex or anything but it's just it's I don't know. timeless, I, truly. Yeah, for real. That's uh, that's definitely the word I've been trying to find. It's timeless. It's it's a good one. Thanks. But um, hey guys, this is Danny. I just wanted to get on here real quick and let you guys know that we have a brand new website up for Built by Battle. It's uh, builtbybattle.com. You can scroll through and see all the main stuff on the homepage, and at the very bottom, you can sign up for updates and promotions. Uh, I promise we won't spam you. It'll all be just important stuff. But then, if you go and click on catalog up at the top. You can go through and see all the merchandise we have. What you want to do is you want to click on a product 
and you want to scroll through and you want to select your size, you want to select your color, and then add it to the cart. And everything else is pretty standard. Just enter in your address and your payment information and we will get it shipped out to you as soon as possible. And again, on behalf of Scott, myself with the podcast and everybody else at Built by Battle, I just want to say thank you for the support that you guys have continuously shown us. And without you guys, we wouldn't be able to continue to grow into what we all see this becoming and making that big impact that we want. So thanks again, guys. Now back to the show. Yeah, so I guess what um, what kind of obstacles have you guys faced? Like some of the toughest things that you guys have faced, like has it been maybe like figuring out touring or, you know, like just anything over the years that you could think of that was like a big hurdle that you guys kind of had to come together to overcome? Um, there have been a few that, you know, we've encountered and we've, I've never, I've been the type of person that never lets anything stop me from what I want to do. I'll find a way. And, um, just learning the industry, uh, you know, and remaining independent through that. We chose to stay independent through that. We've had a lot of opportunities. And so making decisions based off of our best judgment and just learning along the way. Um, that's been, you know, some rough waters at times and not knowing if you're doing the right thing. I try to go by my gut, you know, and do what's right. And then also align myself with people that I trust and can count on. And also touring, like as a physical feat has been difficult at times when we were in a van <laughs> and trailer, uh, right. playing six and a half weeks, seven weeks of shows living in a van and trailer, me and four dudes. Um, <laughs> I, I have the best times ever, but right. you know, that was definitely something I had to learn how to do. I didn't come, uh, knowing how to, to live like that. So that was fun, you know, and they're my friends. So I had some great times and then just learning people and being, Closer, like as close to band members, closer to them than my own family members, you know? So just navigating relationships and people and business. So, but you know what? I've loved it. I love this. I don't know what else I would do besides this is my passion and I really truly believe it's why I'm on this earth. So I love it. You know, anytime there's something new that I have to figure my way around, over, under, however I'm going to have to do it this time, that's like a new challenge to me. So I enjoy that. Right, right. Yeah. I can totally relate. Like, Built by Battle has been the toughest thing I've ever done. Like, hands down, the most difficult thing. Part of it's been because of working other jobs all the time, you know, and like, having to balance it out, which I've failed on a lot, you know, like I'm sure you could probably relate on that. Like, especially when you guys got started, like just trying to dedicate the time, like figuring out scheduling and dedicating the time. Like that's, that's just tough. But whenever you're passionate about it, whenever you feel like it's your purpose, it's also so rewarding, you know, at the same time, it, even if it is the most difficult thing you've ever done, you know, like, I don't know. That's, it, it's just, I always thought it was so cliche before I started working on built by battle and started doing all that stuff that like when someone would say that if you find like, if you're working 
towards something you're passionate about, it, it never feels like work. And that's, it's as cliche as it is. It's definitely true. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I have a lot I, of respect a- for the, uh, the independent artists too. Like I've heard, yeah. I've heard too many horror stories from people on labels where they get mistreated or, you know, underrepresented or whatever. And like, yeah, it's, it's going to be way more work and you may spend the whole time not knowing what the hell you're doing. But at the end of the day, like you're in control of whether or not you're successful. Like once you do make it, like nobody can take that away from you because you don't owe it to anybody. So yeah, it may be more work, but at the end of the day, it's, it's worth every bit of it. And with the platforms that are available to everybody and anybody nowadays, it's really a lot (laughs) on how hard you want to work yourself because it's the, the platforms, the audience is there. You just have to, put forth the effort to reach them really you know it's you can totally release your music yourself i could just go on right now and upload a song and have it out on apple music google amazon you know like in the snap of a fingers i don't have to wait for someone else to do that for me and that's right you know you you've got the tools so how bad do you want it type of deal Right, right, right. You can do a lot of stuff independently now that was impossible to do in the past. I think it it makes it come across as more genuine, too, because you don't have anybody, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen trying to change your direction or tell you, you know, we want you to sound this way or whatever. Like, you get to do what you want to do. You get to release it whenever you want to release it. I think you're going to get, I think you get a better product that way because it's 100% you. It's 100% original. I agree. You know, you're not... I agree completely with that because I've had people over the years try to put their two cents in and I've had to go through navigating that. And now I just write it and release it and it's, it's from my heart and it's authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm sure that's, I mean, it can't be the best scenario if you've got to be figuring out how much do you want to compromise your authenticity, you know, like in every deal and being signed. I mean, I'm sure that's, that's probably almost every single conversation is how much are you going to compromise, you know, to meet the needs of the label or whatever, you know? And right. yeah, um, I, I just love it. I'm just doing my thing, writing what I want to write, being myself as an artist and I'm happy. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the goal. And it seems to be, we're working really well and you're connecting with a lot of people. I mean, you guys have that whole Kaleido fam thing going on, which is really neat to see. It's awesome to see how many, how many people are sharing your stuff. And like, like I'm in there, you know, and I see a lot of awesome stories that people share that involves, you know, the music and the stuff that you guys have put out and how much it's helped other people and stuff. It's really cool to see for real. We have a super cool community around our band. I'm really proud of that. And a lot of, um, people have made new friends and relationships via the Kaleido fam. The right. music brings people together. I think that that's so rad and, um, it's a beautiful thing. It's a supportive community and it's a safe place and no one, that group that you speak of on Facebook called the Kaleido fam is really where it got started. Um, but people, you know, can come in there anytime and, talk to, and guaranteed there'll be somebody else in there that'll be there for you. You know, it's just a very su- supportive 
community that has just blossomed beautifully around my band and music and cause. And I just think that's so cool. I'm excited to watch that grow as we release yeah. more content. Yeah, that's really cool. Speaking of more content, you said probably within the next coming months, is it like, yeah, is it uh, a song that's done? It's recorded even shot a music video for it. I'm just waiting for nice. the time to drop that boy. <laughs> that's awesome. So what about like this coronavirus stuff? Like how are you guys handling all this? Obviously you're not playing shows. Just, I mean, fill us I'm, in on how all that's going. I'm from Detroit and I learned early on to just roll with the punches, you know, keep on going, keep your head down roll with the punches and that's just what we're doing right now i mean there's nothing that we can do again as i said like when you have a bad show it's like out of your control and right. so you can sit there and trip and have anxiety about it which trust me i have had throughout this as i'm sure many people out there can relate where you have your like what the fuck moments is actually right. happening right now <laughs> like <laughs> what is actually happening right now but right. all my shows are canceled all touring is just out of the out of the picture like it's at one point, I think a lot of people were trying to push out a couple months. Well, now a lot of bands have just full on canceled the tour and said, Hey, when we figure we get more of an idea on when this shit is actually going to like die down, we'll reschedule it. But at this point it's like too much work to even just keep pushing it back a month, pushing it back a month. So I've watched whole tours just get wiped out while others are trying to tentatively be towards like the fall or whatnot. But right. all my shows that I had booked in Detroit, and I had a show that was supposed to happen a few days ago with our friends stitched apart in Pennsylvania, just like wiped out. And I'm just using this time to do what I do any other time, which is, you know, collect experiences, be inspired, work on new material and just wait it out. But I do see that my industry will be forever changed by this. I think. Yeah, I absolutely. I'm not sure what to think on when things will ever become normal. I, I don't even know. I'm just, I saw a report earlier today that a friend of mine sent to me that said that the last 24 hours have been the most deadly yet in the United States. And here everyone is opening beaches and opening restaurants and stuff. Um, I don't know. I pray to God that it gets better and not worse. Right. It's crazy, dude. I know. People like People are like trapped in the house. Right. Yeah. I mean, besides like the bands, you know, that I'm, I'm friends with and stuff hearing about, you know, their canceling and all that. Like I have a lot of friends that are in business as well and you know, they're going under, they're closing up forever and it's just crazy. You know, I mean, obviously, and we've talked about this on previous episodes, like obviously we need to take this seriously and, and this is a serious thing, but like, at the same time, so many lives are just changing on a daily basis and it's crazy. It's a crazy time. Like, I don't think anyone's lived through it like this, you know, even like the Spanish flu situation and all that, like the world wasn't like it is now. This is a really weird time, you know, like I don't even know how to handle it. I'm just trying to stay focused and keep pushing forward with what I can, you know. Yeah, same. I mean, what can, it's just really crazy. It's like, what's next? 
Right. Is this a movie? Are we really in a simulation? I was just going to say that. It's so weird. Like, it seems like something that somebody wrote and is like, you know, directing right now. Like, it's Trump, science fiction. Trump, coronavirus, now murder hornets, right. aliens, yeah. aliens, UFO. Yeah. Hey, guys, aliens are real. We're like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But uh, we got this other stuff going on now. So, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Right? That was going crazy on Twitter. Yeah. yeah Who knew? Tom, Tom DeLong was right this whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> aliens exist. <laughs> that's that's crazy like the, I, I just i just read about those hornets last night i think it was late last night i was reading about it and i was like are you freaking kidding me they're like two inches big it's insane and they can kill you they can sting you multiple times and kill you it's just insane and like, now they're everywhere it's yeah. like the hunger games yeah i don't know anything about them all i know is i saw a headline i think it was on facebook and, like, the headline was something about murder hornets, and the picture was, like, a guy holding one in his hand. Like, motherfucker, it's called a murder hornet. Why are you holding it with your bare fingers? So, are, I actually, I actually read up on it. Who's making this shit up? Like, who's right. making this up? Somebody well, bred it. I guarantee you. Somebody bred this thing in a lab, and they're like, hey, just like they, everybody's just distracted. Like they let's, the coronavirus. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's throw a wrench in the gears. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Like, I was reading up on them last night, just – what they do, they, they take over like honeybees colonies and stuff like that. And they like just decapitate all of them. It's, <laughs> it's insane. Like it's so messed up. Like that can't be a normal thing. Like that can't be natural. It's got to be no. influenced. I don't even know. Crazy Steve, shit. These are Steve, weird times. Stephen King is pushing buttons somewhere, making all this shit happen. <laughs> right. I saw R.L. Stein like tweeted about those, and that's like that'd be a goosebumps book. Yep, right. <laughs> For real. Yes, that's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, well, yeah. Back, I was gonna uh, say back to the back to the whole quarantine thing. Have you have any of you guys thought about doing some live stream music stuff? I've seen a lot of people doing that now. Yeah, you know we're going to be part of a live stream type event. Um that is being put on by some friends of ours in Detroit. And we'll be sharing a link for that on our social media. But um, I've been just kind of chilling. I've been watching a lot of live streams and I've done live streaming in the past with performing, um, but we haven't yet. Um, so we probably will though. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Yeah. I think that's a pretty cool thing to do um, right now. I mean, it's kind of all you can do really, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just you know, keeping in touch with my fans and people. I'm lucky to be able to do that. Because, yeah. yeah, people um, have reached out to me, and it's been cool to, to keep in touch. But it's like live music is such a huge part of most of the people that I know uh, and am involved with lives because that's, like, what I do all the time. So, it's just completely wiped out right now. So strange. Right. Well, hopefully it'll get back to normal, air quotes, normal as soon as possible. And I hope, you man. guys can I get back like, on tour and stuff. I'm used to like diving off the stage into a pit of sweaty <laughs> people and like hugging them and high-fiving and like that's, that that's how you get coronavirus. Like a bad idea <laughs> right, right about now. 
Yeah, I miss going to shows for sure. I'm ready to start doing that again. Yeah. Hey, anything. Sheesh. Yeah. Like, well, it's like crazy. Stuck in the the lockdown twenty of 2020. <laughs> well, I um, I don't know. I guess we can kind of wrap this up. But I, so you don't have an official date on when you're dropping anything new, but new stuff is coming. So that's a good takeaway for anyone that's yeah. fans or wanting to check out your stuff. Oh yeah, a great idea for everyone watching is to go ahead and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Christina Chris. I'm very active on both of those platforms, Facebook as well, and Kaleidoband, at Kaleidoband on Instagram and Twitter too, and we're just on there and posting, so we will drop an official date, but just know that it's coming. We got a little something to look forward to, the Kaleido fans out there, new music is on the way, and uh, yeah, I like to talk about positivity and mental health, and it's, it's more than the music. It's a lifestyle. So come on over. Let's be friends. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for being on here, Christina. And uh, we'll Thank talk you. soon. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks. You guys have a great uh, quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> lockdown, everyone. <laughs> All righty. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye.